Go ahead, Ray. You! You worthless piece of slime! You ignorant, disgusting clown! Nothing but an unstable short chain molecule! It's the stuff. It's like pure concentrated evil. It's all flowing right to this spot. Material devolution has begun. Welcome to the Material Devolution Podcast. It's a pleasure to be with you this evening. We're here in beautiful San Diego. It's going to be a great experience. This is our first time doing this. It's the first podcast. It's going to be interesting. We call it the Material Devolution Podcast because we want to devolve material. It's, it's weird words. So material is just anything. It's, you know, it's subject matter. And to devolve is to basically to, to revert to form, to, to retrace. So we're going to basically look through material and just retrace where it came from. And we're going to kind of do that through the prism of the modern media machine, these stories we see in the media that resonate. Because that's kind of how we are able to reach out into the world and get a better understanding of it is by, you know, examining these stories and what they mean and talking about them. And it's, you know, a good way to just open a discussion. So I'm here with my partner in crime, my great friend, Matt Walter. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, Devin, and I'm happy to be here this evening. And ready to devolve some material, really get down to the base and talk about, you know, the deeper meanings that, uh, you know, come with these stories that we see every day on the Internet. That's true, man. That's true. There's so much to talk about. And, you know, the Internet's a fascinating thing with how it's let us reach out into the subject matter. So a lot of stories we're going to examine probably might delve into that, like how, uh, you know, the Internet's just so involved with how we're gaining information and what role that plays in the story because that always is playing a role now that's how we're learning about it is how we're getting the information and that's playing into how everyone's reacting so what we want to talk about today is going to be a interesting subject i'd actually sent it to you earlier in the week matt and uh you you threw me back an email with just so many ideas of what to talk about uh before we get your thoughts i just want to briefly summarize the story for anyone listening so it was a story about a pr uh, woman. Her name's Justine Sacco, and she was fired from her job for a tweet, which is something that's happening more and more. And, you know, usually they're tweets of a certain variety, which is terrible humor. People make stupid racist jokes because people try to be funny and fail miserably all the time, just like they try and fail at everything. It's what it is to be human. But Twitter is an interesting thing because it's the first time they've been broadcasting these private jokes to the world to be interpreted. And they don't even know it's to the world to be interpreted at times. They might just think it's their little circle of friends or something like that. So what this lady tweeted was she was going to South Africa, I believe, and she tweeted, going to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding. I'm white. Ooh. All right, anyone who's got like, you know, some like PC to him is like, yeah, she went there. And here's the thing. It's like if you said it to your friend, they might laugh. They might not. They might even hold it against you a little. Probably not too bad. But at the end of the day, nothing would really come of it. But what happened with this is she tweeted it. She was tweeting some bad jokes. I don't think she even had that many followers. I believe it was like. Uh, you know, something negligible. It wasn't in, in the thousands in, in a very high amount. So she sent the tweet and then she flew out on the plane. And when she landed, it was trending number one on Twitter. And, you know, she ended up losing her job, uh, had to move. 
and even when she tried to bounce back uh, with the people who broke the story originally hit her again with another like storyline bashing her for trying to rebound with her life. It was like, you know, she can't even recover her life. She's now trying to like make it her goal in life that if you Google her name, uh, the first thing she wants to come up is her LinkedIn profile instead of all these stories about her being a terrible racist person. So there's a ton of things that resonate with me with the story. I'm sure everybody, tons of things resonate with for you. I mean, big ones for me are like mob justice first and foremost, like, the, the punishment of the anonymous, delling it out through a, a new form of medium instantaneously. Within a day, for one bad joke, you're fired. Another one was uh, character assassination, which is one little soundbite taken out of context, or even in context, can be used to define you as a person for the rest of your life. And when you think about that contextually, it's like so many small things taken out of context, or if you just did one bad joke, or this or that, or somebody didn't get it, they were invited... You know how people are. It is crazy what they could think. And they take that and they say, this is you. This is you in 140 characters summarized. We're using this to define you as a person and your fate by the mob. So character assassination was a big one. And the third one for me was uh, fair punishment because to a degree, if people do make really bad, stupid, racist jokes, it's like, yeah, there should be some blowback. But what's the fair amount? I don't think it's fair to ruin their lives. Even if they're a terrible person, I don't think we should ruin their lives. Even if she is a racist, I don't think she deserves to have her life ruined for making a racist joke. But we're defining her being on Twitter as her getting on the mountaintop of, you know, whatever. The Washington Monument with the Million Man March and in front of everyone declaring it to the world to be heard. Like, you know, crying fire in a crowded theater when it's more like shouting in a forest with no one listening. Well, at least that's what it feels like. So those were the bit. That's definitely true. That's what it feels like. So before I get too into it, because I could talk forever about these, we're going to try to keep it brief tonight. We don't want to go too long and waste your time uh, because we could talk for hours. It's on never this. a waste of time. That's true. There's so much we can learn. But Matt, what were your big, big resonance on this story? What, what really hit for you and what did you want to talk about? I, I'm interested in what you want to know. I know what I know. Well, one thing that I'm interested in is the fact that you were taking it saying in a couple of days and you're fired. I mean, with Justine, this happened in 11 hours. She's she tweeted this in London. And by the time she landed, she was fired. And the hatred that comes out, that's fast. Yeah. 11 hour flight. So she just like, they were actually tweeting about her, what her face was going to look like when she turned on and, and her phone and got hit with these messages that she was fired. That was actually a hashtag. And so it became this game and this, 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 this play. And it was like, if, you know, one uh, tweet could uh, up, you know, uh, outdo another tweet, you know, and that's kind of what happened. And so these people fuel each other with this hatred, so to speak, or even if it's a joke, you know, so which joke is worse? Is it worse to be joking about a person and they should, they should, they should die or they should, this should happen to them or they should be checked into a mental institution because of what they said. And so I'm interested in the mob rule aspect of everything and how it really is about bullying. And, you know, we have a a thing against bullying in schools with kids and this, that, and the other, but it happens with grown adults through the internet where they gang up on one person and watch the destruction happen. It's like a train wreck. 
and everybody's in on it. You have hashtags, it's trending. If it's number one on Twitter, it's worldwide. So you're talking about not just a little group of a school kids and on a on a on a playground. You're talking actually about a world, a global bullying taking place, and then ramifications coming of it in people's lives. They're having PTSD. Some people don't want to come out of the house and be looked at. So many great points there, Matt. I mean, the train wreck aspect is, of course, there. People can't help but resist. It's why trending topics on Twitter become stories, just because they're trending. Whether or not they have any meaning or importance, because they're trending, it's a story. It's why Fifty Shades of Grey is a movie. You know, yes. because it's trending, it's important, and we all need to pay attention to it. But uh, another interesting thing to bring up and kind of cut through to the bottom of what you were saying, because you made so many great points, but you came from the perspective of, you know, is it worse to joke that something racist, you know, you joke, I'm not going to get AIDS. Is that worse than, because I'm white, got to finish the joke. Is that worse than joking, you should die and rot in hell? Who's to say they're joking? I'd say the people, for sure my interpretation is, most people who were tweeting at her mean things, they were way more serious. Way, way, way more serious than she was in her tweet. She had tweeted a few jokes before it. And they were like stupid, bad jokes as well. Much, much more emotional. So coming from a more of emotional basis. And what happens when emotions run too high? People do rash things. Husbands kill wives. Wives kill husbands. I mean, that's what emotion is. You know, um, uh, assault, you know, domestic violence, those type of things are emotional reactions to issues and, and, and problems and having and it, taking issue or offense with what somebody else has done. So it's the same thing. And you're right. It's causing the same response, but through the medium of a mobile device or your computer or whatever it is. So you, it, it's isolated in a way. And like you said, screaming into the trees in a way on both sides. But hers was a joke. And these people are very, very vehement sounding in the way that they uh, they attack it's true and, and that's what i mean so like if they're more serious about wanting her to die and mean things happening to her and she deserves this and she's about the joke then clearly they're doing worse than her so she's being punished by people who are doing worse than what she's doing she's, they're doing exactly what she's doing but they're even worse because they really mean it and they're the ones doling out the punishment it's a very like roman's Watching the, you know, the peasants fight in the Colosseum for their entertainment type thing. Because the way I see it is Twitter's given people this opportunity to basically either become a pariah or become a celebrity. You can be nobody and become somebody or you can become somebody and everybody wants you to be a nobody. Well, so, it's like flash mob entertainment. I mean, it's like yeah. right there for a split second. It's high entertaining. It's very, very engaging. It causes emotional response. And then all of a sudden it's gone and you're on to the next trending thing. Exactly. So how can you like worship and dissect people in moments, yet the moods of the masses is what do this? How people feel in that split moment when 10 million people see a tweet by Justin Bieber. Now this is going to be a story in 17 newspapers and 27 TV shows and 30 magazines and this. It just goes on and on. And why are we even talking about it in the first place? We should take a poll about how many tweets are shown on the nightly news every night because – Sometimes CNN, I think with their crazy graphs and all the, the, the stuff that they got going on, 
they probably show about 15 tweets from different people. And you know what else is funny about this story or any of the stories that I was looking at as we were, you know, kind of bantering back and forth through email this week is where are the handles of these people who are spouting this hatred towards these these individuals like Justine and uh, the other one, Lindy, when Lindsay Stone uh, was more of a Facebook attack. But where are the handles or the names of these people who are who are uh, the attackers of the people that were just distasteful? They're an egg. You know, they're, they're the Twitter egg, right? They're just the anonymous profile. Because at least with Facebook, people felt like at least you're linked to the account. Well, I mean, at so, least the so article could do something to actually combat this behavior in some way, or these articles in plural, that they could do something in some way to combat this by exposing at least a, a fraction of the people who were attacking the people. These, these people but I'm like saying it's, it's so tough to do it because most of them are anonymous. And even the ones who aren't anonymous, when you're in a mob, you're lost in the mass. How That's can you, true. How I guess can, if you're how, trending on Twitter, there's a lot How of can tweets. you be singled out for millions? Or, yeah. or even thousands. thousands. You know what I mean? It, and what, you're going to be singled out? We, we need to go after these people because they were mean to this no, lady. No, I, I don't think that. I just think that, you know, it's an interesting thing. Making some, and I guess it doesn't even humanize. You know, it's just kind of putting like a face with a name or at least a name with the, with the tweet. But, you know, it doesn't humanize anymore. I mean, that's really what's happened. I mean, you're talking about social engagement and the fact that everybody is insulated and isolated through these. Uh, devices and these channels and that you can what say whatever about. the hell you want. So you're never going to say something like that to somebody in face to face. There ain't no way you're no going to way. But you know what? You might say that racist joke to somebody face to face. I've made, I, I, I won't deny it. I've made racist jokes. And I've made jokes that really bad do, taste in the know, wrong crowd. And I, it, it's painful. But you know what? I didn't lose my job. I didn't have PTSD. I didn't want to sleep all day. I didn't want to not come out of the house. I couldn't get another job because the same people attacked me again. I mean, it just got it, – this stuff just snowballs out of control. And then we have problems again like relating it back to children and things like that. I mean, of course there's bullying in schools, and they do it face-to-face. -face. I mean, at least they're brave enough to stand up toe-to-toe -to -toe with another person, and human beings and, like, you know, adults are sitting here attacking people from miles away anonymously on some ISP. Oh, but then they'll suspend the kid for defending himself in school, right? <laughs> you know, like a bully picks on you and you beat him up, and they actually find out about it. You're going to get in trouble because you're not allowed to fight. You're supposed to get picked on and be treated like shit your whole life. Exactly. It's like a funny message they said, but it's okay, of course, to anonymously ambass that. You do that, there might be a meeting. You might get called into the principal's office. Don't bully Billy. But you know, also you learn, you, learn a you learn a valid lesson in life. Here's the thing. One, you get some self-confidence for standing up for yourself. Everybody has been freaking bullied before. And the other thing is, is that, you know, the bully, if, if the ramifications are correct and something happens and, and really gets it, he learns a life lesson as well and things change. You know, and but this way, there's no reprimand for the people doing the bullying after this incident has occurred. Here's the interesting thing for me, and this is really at the root of the issue for me. What is like Twitter, and like what purpose does it serve? If people are like primarily just using it as another tool to distract themselves from their real lives, then clearly most people are gravitating to this tool for very questionable reasons: following celebrities, anonymously lambasting people, trolling people. Wasting time and energy communicating in a primitive way of quantifying your thoughts into meaningless questions, quotes, summaries, links, 
Spending your time with your life with seconds ticking down, slowly away, this amazing experience, absorbing drivel, nothing of real value. And people use this justification that like, oh, so, you know, I, I get tweeted links. Look, email existed before that. There's a million ways to share links. Twitter's a tool for children and it matters for children because they care what their social group thinks about them. They're forced to be around these kids every day of their lives. We're adults. We're not forced to be around anyone all our lives. We need to treat this like child's play. Twitter's for children. If you're not a little kid, you probably shouldn't be on it unless you're a celebrity with somebody paid to send out links to dummies to buy stuff for you and add your bank account. With a whole bunch of fake, uh, fake followers, apparently. <laughs> fake followers. For, you can buy them. You know, they, apparently the Chinese love to follow you on Twitter for pennies. That's what I'm told. Awesome. That's, that's great. <laughs> so, you know, I think that's the real discussion, like, Twitter and like what purpose is it serving? Because Justine, she didn't know something like this could happen. And I do empathize with her. She's a real person. The article by the New York Times is fantastic. I encourage people to read it. It really got me thinking. It's by uh, Sam Biddle. Uh, no, excuse me. Excuse me. That's the uh, incorrect article. It's, uh, it's a, a follow-up article by Gawker by the guy who actually uh, apologized to her later because he realized what a douche he'd been. Sam Bill, he was the guy who was ambassador. So my apologies, I actually looked at the wrong link on Twitter. This is from the New York Times. It's by John Rodson, New York Times Magazine. You can read it online for free. It's a great article. And it does it in a way where, like, he just tells the story. And he lets you get the ideas from it. And that's why these ideas resonated so strongly with me, was because it was such a great written story. But it, it all comes back to Twitter because it's in the title. How one stupid tweet blew up Justine Sacco's life. One tweet. What is a tweet? It's 140 characters, random symbols that we piece together to mean things and interpret stuff. How can anybody summarize an intelligent thought about anything with all the nuances of this crazy world and reality we live in, now that we've actually evolved enough to think about things, in 140 characters <laughs> about anything, let alone life in general? It can't be done. Most people couldn't define themselves in 140 characters, so... You know, that's that's it. If you ask somebody, tell me about yourself in 140 characters, most people would probably have to really struggle to do so. You know, I, I, I like this TV show. I'm this type of person. You're, you're basically picking out character traits you identify and other people identify in you, and you use that to define yourself as a person. Right. So how are we using Twitter to pull that information about somebody out of them, and why are we doing it? If you're a kid, to me, it makes sense because – you know, that's what kids do. They want to know about each other. They're forced to be around these people all the time. It's why MySpace caught on so much. I, I remember when I was a kid and MySpace was exploding. And I think that's why it was popular. It just gave kids a way to connect with bands, which was something they liked. An expression. And, and it was kids. like an expression. You could yeah. like create and mold your page to look like what you know, dumb, your uh, thing. I, I built so many stupid goddamn collages. <laughs> Let's do a collage, you guys. This can be a collage. Collage. And you kind of liked them. Let's admit it. You kind of <laughs> liked them. You were like, yeah, that was my collage, MySpace man. was cool for a while, man. I, no kinda, I, I never even had a MySpace page. I didn't. I, I, I resisted social media. I'm on Facebook now. I can't fight the fever. I do like to be tapped into you a know, few people's funny. lives. You know, it's interesting. I have a Twitter account, and and I just sometimes I, I go through it. I, I follow some things. I you know I follow the the, the soccer, the football. You know, we we both have a, a an affinity for that sport, so we we watch. I get tweet, tweets for that. But the whole thing is, is that I I struggle to like actually write something because I'm like, 
what the heck am I going to say to these people and why am I going to say it? And, you know, usually I just respond to other ignorant people who have something to say, just like what happened to uh, Justine. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of uh, ask them like, hey, man, like you must be really unhappy with your life. It's true. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's crazy because the mob's so massive that it's easy to pick this out and say this is everything because of course it is and every story always has its story within the story which is something stupid to say exactly. but it's true i mean there are good aspects of twitter it's been used to help overthrow governments it's a fact it's you've been used to you know bring instantaneous information about like you said sporting events yeah uh, and it's up to date i mean if you're like concerts. a cycling fan you can watch the race unfold on Twitter. They talk about breakaways, talk about time gaps, talk about all these things. So there is great aspects that come with Twitter. It's like a real-time news feed at time for certain events. I think that's great. the best part and about it. It also has some cool ways now. You know, they're integrating the video and everything. And somebody who really did have a cool video that really did show something special or unique and people resonated with it, that could be popular. Here's the thing. Most people, what they think is interesting isn't – like I don't, I don't understand. Like if people like looked at everything that's like really good – like most thing that ends up being popular has some merit and quality to it. That's not what most people are putting out there. And I know the <laughs> idea is that like, yeah, try a million times, you'll get there. It's like, let's not try so much at something like sharing random information to become an internet celebrity on Twitter. Yeah, true. Actually, yeah, that's very, very true. Yeah. Or YouTube or any of those. Other you know, like, yeah, you could win the lottery. Could. You could. You could also get struck by lightning while getting eaten by a shark while finding a leprechaun. I think you have a better chance of saying something offensive and start trending number one. To be honest with you, I bet that we could do a test and we could find something we'd say and we go to number one ASAP. All you would need to do is say the right offensive thing and have the right person and have the right person hear it because that's what happens. Is a lot of these people, it's literally like they don't even have many followers. This has happened to at least a few dozen people. Justine's just the one that we read about. Yeah, but see, that's examples. the whole thing. I mean, the, the 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 reasons why people advertise on Facebook as far as companies and things like that is because it can be exponentially. Uh, shown to more people as more people view it, like it, retweet it, uh, it's star it, exercise, do all that right? stuff, it's right? So exercise. you have why, this why exponential growth, right? And you can touch people in an instant, massive amounts of people, and you know, get your message out there around the world, and obviously under eleven hours. <laughs> it, it's amazing. It's an amazing tool. That's why I don't want to say that, like, oh, Twitter has no. No tool or purpose because it does serve some purpose. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding to a degree when I say it's for kids and adults. You know, it's made by adults. If adults want to use it, they should use it. But they should realize what they're spending their time doing is what's important. Like really. We, we really have a limited amount of time here. Well, I think you should we're really – spending so much time doing so much – So I, I'm, think... gu I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I don't want to be a hypocrite and say I'm not. I waste time doing things that I shouldn't. To some stuff you enjoy. You watch a stupid TV show or a soccer game, even though you don't play for the team. You're not from that city or something like that. You know, if reading books is an intellectual exercise. A lot of things we do are just for pure entertainment, and that's what Twitter is for a lot of people. But I don't think it's helping you evolve as a person or understand people when you use it like this. Well, to, to coin a phrase, I mean, I think it's it's kind of devolving society. And, and that's it, why I want to bring up your follow-up story. Sorry to interrupt you, Matt. I want you to talk about this and just uh, go into it because it got into how corporations should respond to this and the message we should send. And if we did, maybe Twitter would turn into this more useful tool. But uh, it is interesting, though, too. Like we should punish people who really are racist and stupid. But what's the right way to yes. do it? Ban, ban them from Twitter. Ban their IP. 
set the, go, go trace their IP address, contact them directly, threaten to cut, sever their internet connection, things like that. Those seem reasonable to me for people who really are racist and are, are doing hurtful things, abusing the tool, wasting everyone's time, making it worthless for everyone, because that's what it's become with the massive noise. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and this is this is an article by The Atlantic. Uh, it says a social media mistake is no reason to be fired. That's the title of the article. So, you know, it's it's really is a follow up article because they mentioned John Ronson and his new book. So you've been publicly shamed. That's coming out. You know, he's a journalist. Uh, humorous, but you know he talks about you know people that are that are suffering from PTSD that they can't that they don't even want to leave home that they these are, these are people who have sent out tweets that were offensive, right? Exactly, exactly. That's exactly it. Do you have any examples of any of these offensive tweets? And this is by uh, Connor Friedersdorf uh, for the Atlantic, and uh, yeah, so one of the examples it was it was actually a Facebook post uh, by Lindsay Stone um, and. She was at the. Who's Lindsay Stone? So she was a. Uh, she worked as. Get this. She actually worked help to help developmentally uh, disabled adults. That was her job. Like so pretty, she's pretty, a good person. We right? don't know. We don't. We don't know if she's a good person. But let's say from her job, if she's not a good person, she'd have to be crazy because do you most people because you need job. patience. Most people do that job and compassion and to do this and empathy. Yes. You really do. Yes. So You're nice. really given of yourself. It's very tiring. So My you, stepmother actually worked with mentally disabled adults in a in a uh, doing weaving. They weaved uh, things at the uh, at this um, Mountain Valley uh, Center in uh, Glenwood Springs, and that's what they do there. And they bring these people in, and and they and they weave a little, um, you know placemats and things and, and they sell them there at the at the place okay and so you and she's a compassionate person she's a lot of empathy but she has a lot of patience and she is very caring of a person so you gotta be and and so i'm close to somebody who does this and I, so, so what did our what did Lindsay say so basically Lindsay and a friend of hers uh were at the tomb of the unknown soldier a very solemn place a very place of honor you know um and they were standing in front of a sign saying science and respect Mocking like they were yelling and flipping the bird. But they had a history of mocking signs. That's the context. Yes, that's the context. So that there's it, it's a deeper um, – So their it, history is they have a questionable sense of humor. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So they were smoking in front of no smoking signs, like no stopping on the tracks type of thing. Like, you know, don't skateboard here. Don't rollerblade. Questionable humor. It's the type of thing where – you know, they're questioning authority. It's, it's like it's a hundred million dollar movie, and some people say it's amazing. Other people say it's terrible, but people are going to watch it. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, basically, except, except it's, instead of a hundred million dollar movie, it's more of like a hundred million tweet pile of shit. You get. Yeah, and 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 basically, what happened is they started a Facebook page called Fire Lindsay Stone. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a movie title in itself. I mean, Fire Lindsay Stone, you know, like, it's just crazy. Um, and one of the posts on there was, was that after they fire her, maybe she needs to sign up as a client. So that means that she's mentally disabled and she needs to be in the home that she is, you well, know. What was, your, what was your tweet again? Well, this was the the tweet. It wasn't a tweet. It was a post underneath the you know a picture, or maybe it was a tweet or a post on this fire Lindsay Stone page. It said after they fire her, maybe she needs to no, sign no. up as a client. What, what did she tweat? What was she doing? No, that was it so was offensive? it was a silent respect. They were flipping the bird flipping at the, the bird. sign of the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. So it, it was 
a picture, which is just capturing an image of a moment in time, exactly. be, being shared amongst a few people as a bad joke. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it was a bad joke. I mean, I'm a military man myself and that, you know, it, that's what I mean. It's questionable. It's questionable. I, I, I personally don't think she's funny. I don't take offense to I don't, it I, I don't in a way funny. that I think she should be fired. I don't for think it. she's funny. I'll say it right there. I don't think she's funny. That right. Just be real. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, ladies, Lindsay. Ladies, ladies, this is not funny stuff, ladies or men for that. Don't go here. Look, I'm going there. Right. No. You aren't funny. dangerous, Cliff. You, you can, you can <laughs> like, 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 thank, I, we hope they fall sometime. Not, like, I don't mean that severely. I'm just saying, if people learn the lesson, but see, that, we like, can say that and laugh at it. But on Twitter, see what would happen is Devin would have just said that, and then I come over the top oh, and yeah, say something worse. We're 100 percent serious about everything we say all the time. So put us on you know, line put, and destroy us. <laughs> cut, us, cut us apart and take us to pieces. But you know what? Come to my face and say it like a man. We'll see if you really do it. And we'll see if you really do it. And if you did, I'd actually have some respect for you for doing it. But most of you wouldn't. And if you did, you wouldn't be respectful. That's just true. Right, right. Exactly. I mean, you know, so they were mocking signs. They had a history of mocking these signs. Kind of like a challenge of authority. It's kind of daring. I bet they felt really, you know, like, oh, hey, like, you know, we're, it's, it's, it's just bad taste. And should she have gotten a little bit like, hey, don't do that. Yes, don't do that. But People the fact like, of the matter hey, is hey, she the, shouldn't have a Facebook right. page saying fire Lindsay Stone. I think that's really what we're keep getting down to here is, you know, who is worse? I mean, don't the corporations, don't the doesn't society have an obligation to stand up to these people, to this mob rule, this mob mentality? It's like everybody got the pitchforks and went to the town hall to go freaking, you know, go go kill the freaking headless horseman. How does this affect your life unless you were connected personally with Lindsay? It didn't. You didn't know her. It didn't. You, you, her, knowing her, you basically had to find out about her so you could hate her because you knew nothing about her. She's a random person with a random picture, and you can interpret whatever you want from that. Like I said, it's questionable. She's not exactly executing a hostage like an ISIS member exactly. does in Saudi Arabia. Exactly. Okay, We can definitely pull things away from an image like that. Like We know certain things about that person. They're probably, I don't think they're in Saudi Arabia, but – Syria. My apologies. Yeah, ISIS. Excuse me, Islamic State of uh, Iraq, Iraq and Syria. Yes, there you go. So uh, it's not a clear-cut picture like that where you're literally killing somebody, and we know what we can take away from that. At least make some general assumptions. Her picture, like I said, it's more questionable, and we use that to execute her. And it's another thing where, just like with Twitter, we have no context. We're paying way too much attention to other people's lives. We're straight up judge, jury, and executioner from our the po our pockets. I mean, we pull it out of our pockets, and we when we literally judge, and and we and we and we we confer with other people, and then we execute because they get fired and it ruins their lives. I mean, literally, this Lindsay, she didn't want. It's a quote. I didn't even want people looking at me. She couldn't even leave her house. She was so ashamed and so shamed for what she had done that she couldn't even leave her house. I mean, that's that's a whole thing. So think about the mental scarring that's done. And like I said, me being a military man, a combat veteran, you know, I respect the Tomb of the Unknown for what it is. And it's in bad taste. But am I sitting here right now saying that, you know, fire Lindsay Stone and this girl is, you know, whatever. No, you know, it's a bad – don't do that stuff. And that's the thing. Now – and, and that's pretty connected. And that's about as connected to that story as anybody's going to get, you know, except for maybe the family of somebody that they they lost a loved one at, at war. That's the di a difference. But, you know, the same goes for um, – but they're not insulting them 
directly. It was the sign in, and it was, but it was the, I know it was the idea of even, the, even, the area. But even if it was them, let's say it was them insulting the soldiers directly. They were flipping the bird at the soldiers' graves. Those bitches. Those evil women. Look at them being disrespectful, doing hand gestures. It's unpatriotic, toward, toward right? Bodies of, 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 the, of the great... I mean, these are these are true soldiers that deserve to be respected, and they're doing something very disrespectful. Guess what? The people who should be fixing it should be their friends, the ones in their lives, the ones connected to them, the real people. And be like, hey, you shouldn't be acting like that, and you shouldn't think that's funny. Okay, I don't want to be your friend if that's how you're going to be behaving. That's how it should be done. It shouldn't be like anonymous mob rule comes out of nowhere and says, we know everything about what just happened. We know the context of this. We're going to crush you right now before anything can happen. Boom. And then it's over. Mm -hmm. And like you said, PTSD and things like this. These people don't leave their homes because of Twitter. It, it seems asinine. Because of Twitter. Because of cyberspace. I mean, it's unbelievable. But at the same time, you know, there is – we have had the internet for quite some time now, and there has to be a little bit of checks and balances on your own part. You should think about what you're putting out there. I'm not condoning the fact that people put out – but see, this is the thing. I'm not condoning that people do any of this stuff because that's exactly what we're talking about is that you have the people that are that are just hate-spewing, people that just want to see people executed for this stuff, the oh. trolls of the world. But then you also do have people who are racist and are yep. uh, bigots and are so, sexist so and about, are whatever it's, they it's are about, out there spewing shit. And those people should be exposed. So I, 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 I agree with that. I agree with you 100%. It's about reasonable response, of course, in every situation. So the people who are the trolls and the racists and the people who are really trying to encourage bad behavior, like I said – you ban them from Twitter. You ban their IPs. They keep coming back. Now you start taking other threats. Hey, we can cut off your internet. We can get a, a judge war, a warrant possibly to sever your internet connection. Find out who you are. Start taking your money and stealing fines against you, what, waging you. There's tons of things the government could do to get involved. I think the most reasonable thing is just ban them. Most people go away after they ban. They come back, you ban them again. They're wasting their time and they're just getting banned really fast. But they have to do it. And I think that there's a responsibility for the companies that run these, these sites to, to do that. I don't, I mean, government stepping in, I mean, that would be the last straw. I mean, the government's big enough. They're worried about too many things already, like throwing snowballs and stuff or whatever was going on. Here's the thing though. Congress. We, we but, have to be willing to accept bad humor. We, we need to be willing to let people say stupid things as long as we know they're and not. And hit them, slap them a little bit for it. If you're not like it, slap them a little bit, but you know what? It's all in jest, right? That's the game here. It's the internet people. It's not it's not your place to, to take things well, so literally and seriously, and it offends everybody. Everybody talks about, oh, we have to be so PC in this world, you know, and, and, and especially in America about that stuff. People are always like, we have to be so PC, we have to be so PC. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that you get online and you're, that just goes out the window. It's crazy to me, Matt, and you bring up so many good points because I just see it as this way where – we're being socialized in an entirely new way because of this mass media connection where we all have instantaneous emotional reactions, get judgments, take action. Now that's how we're learning about swift justice. How, swift justice. <laughs> we're, we're learning about that, how we're supposed to act because the mob tells us instantly, you do this, we crush you. You do this, we crush you. you well, we're so desensitized. You. Think about before how people learned how to act. 
Before it was kind of like you learned it by going out. You interacted with yeah. people. You could tell if you did something weird. Well, if you did something stupid, advice. you got your ass kicked. It, and that was the best way to learn. Exactly. I ain't gonna do that again. That the, freaking the, hey, hurt. The girl slapped you in the face. She <laughs> threw a drink in your. Didn't happen to me. I've never been slapped. I mean, I've definitely been dumped many a time, and bad things happen. I think I've asked to be slapped. That, yeah, maybe, I think that's <laughs> happened. That has happened probably, and maybe that worked out well. Oh but, man. You know, like sometimes you got to give some to get some. Oh, All right, let's get back in it. Yeah, sorry, where was I? <laughs> you were just talking about. Uh, I have no idea, to be honest. Oh, okay. I have no idea. Let's just we'll get we'll just jump right in. So, uh, like I said, like you should get slapped to a degree. There you go. Uh, you know, it, you should get something that that's reasonable. And if you learn that, you go to you say something at the bar, and the girl. But it's slaps not you. lasting, right? But you say something to that person, and they punch you. That's in real life. That's real. It hurts. You feel it, and you learn it in a way that's reasonable. It's a punch in the face. It's something you'll get over. You know, it's it's a drink in the face or a slap. It hurts emotionally, but you learn something, and you're gonna change your behavior. That's true. Is that why we're like raising emotionally bankrupt children? Is because like they are not interacting in this manner anymore. This is how they're being socialized. They're in their they're locked in their rooms in their and they're acting just like out this the same way that they always act. Don't don't. mistake this people kids even though that they're online they're acting the same way that we did when we were at the corner at the mall or on our bicycles they're interacting socially the same way but now they're insulated in the same type of way that this twitter stuff is going on so are we emotionally creating emotionally bankrupt children because they're not getting punched in the face every once in a while and let's i'm not like advocating people need to no 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 but you know i mean sometimes everybody has experienced this in their life where something you know you learn the hard way and it hurts a little bit and not quite digging as bad as it does but it's and, reasonable and, and the ramifications don't aren't as far reaching as they are so, so that's why to me it always comes back to you should be learning like you do something bad you, you, you use a public platform like twitter or facebook to post an offensive picture or say something offensive then the people who are your friends on facebook instead of sharing it with people and this mob mentality crushing you you don't know this person yeah they're shaming shaming is what they call shaming it. i mean oh of course, it's almost like we feel like we're social justice warriors. That's what the, the the meme is. The social justice warriors. Everyone decides that we need in our lifetimes and every moment of it to be deciding what's right for everyone else. And we're going to do it as a mob instantaneously. Right. But this is what I was getting and at before. I, and I think it's different for everyone because we don't know the context. It's not fair for us to do it. The people who know the person, they know the context. They're the right ones to correct the behavior. Right. Well, I mean, don't you think that the companies of these people, you know, it even says it in this article that we just spoke of in the Atlantic. You know, it talks about the corporations and people should really stand up and say, you know, enough's enough. Like we people should not be fired for this. But it's interesting because they actually have a quote here. It says corporations that say in the future, sorry, we have a general policy against firing people based on social media campaigns. We're against digital mobs. I think that was excellent. I just started rolling on the floor laughing when I was reading that because it really is that. I mean, if we stop and if we say, hey, we're not going to take this anymore and we take a hard stance on it, I think it would be also a good way to show the younger generations that this is intolerable. We're not going to stand for this and like let people just sit from, you know, in their underwear at their desks or, you know, in their cubicles or 
and pulling it out on of their phone on the bus or whatever they're yeah. doing exactly tweeting while they're in the car driving um hey everyone's got thoughts you don't need to share them all the time that's my problem with twitter ultimately yeah honestly i really don't most care. stuff i think is stupid <laughs> even the brilliant people like the greatest minds of all socrates uh they knew when to shut the, up the, the authors they, well they knew when to shut up but they knew how to communicate and they put their ideas down on paper or they discussed them with friends before they went to the world to share they True. weren't like this idea is ready to share with the world because I just thought of it when I was taking it. Well, is that another problem? Is that like, it's just like sending an email. Don't send an email while you're mad or something like that. Is it the fact that we actually have these devices and we can say something in such an instant? We're Icarus. I think Uh, to, 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 to come to a conclusion, I want to wind it down just because we literally could talk all night, ladies and gentlemen, we could be here all night. No chemicals needed, no Red Bull, maybe some coffee, nothing else, I swear. And we literally could talk all night about it's a dozen water. different things. So to come to the conclusion for me, I just want to wind up my final point before I throw it to you, Matt. I see like Icarus is this tool and we can't help but soar close to, close to the sun. People are almost embellished to say offensive things or, 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 or try to do really lambastious things because they want the attention, whether good or bad. They can't help but use the tool and push it to its limit and see what it can do. And in that process, they crush themselves or they crush others. And it's almost a byproduct of the tool. So we really just need to think about how we can engage real useful time, how it should be spent on social media, how much time we're investing in it. Is it just entertainment? If it is, what are we gaining from it? Uh, you know, How are we connected to each other? How should we be learning these lessons? Should they be done by a mob or should they be done by the people connected to you and in your life? who can have immediate impact in the right ways. These are the things that resonated with me. So those are just my thoughts. What, 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 what do you want to wrap it up with, Matt? Well, I'd just like to tell everybody to chill out. I love it. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, if everybody would just, you know, stay in their lane a little bit and police up themselves in their own smaller communities instead of trying to reach out and police everybody in the world and everybody that's different. Nobody is going to be like you people. And guess what? Nobody, you're not going to change anybody's mind. Nobody changes their own, their mind except for themselves. And that's just the way that it really is. And so that's really what I'm getting out of this thing is that, you know, don't hate each other. We're all part of the human race. We all have to live on this planet, actually in this planet, because the atmosphere stretches out a little bit further. And, uh, you know, we have to enjoy it while we're here. So let's not get so wound up over what somebody's saying. And you know what? Be smart about what you tweet. And I've been, you know, a person that's been uh, guilty before. I mean, I, I have. I, I know that I've had people that have thought totally different to me by things that I posted on Facebook, this, that, and the other. But you know what? I realized that it was a small window of my personality that they were seeing. And usually it was something emotional. And that's what happens. They had, no context. They, had no, they had context. no context. Or it was something silly taken out of context, just like what happened with Justine Sacco. I mean, really, that's what it is. I mean, how do you know if somebody's being sarcastic when it's just words on a page? You can't tell. And if it is sarcasm, should we crucify them? Right, exactly. We should never try – I don't want to go too long because we're going to finish, but the last point, we shouldn't cross free speech, even if it's bad speech. If if it's bad speech, there's proper ways to respond to it. But just crushing it immediately because we think we know everything, let's get a proven history of the bad speech before we crush it. Let's just think a little more. But you're right. Chill out. I think that's how we want to end it, ladies and gentlemen. You chill out. You have a great weekend coming up. If it is the weekend, you be enjoying it. We'll be back with you soon with another interesting, amazing topic. 
hopefully as amazing as this one, because we don't want to talk about this one too much. We could come back to it for another 24 episodes. That's right. That's right. Getting out of here. Have a good night. Peace. Peace.